President Tsai Ing-wen received Czech Senate President Miloš Vystrčil and his delegation at the president's presidential office on Thursday. The group is on day five of their high-profile Taiwan visit. At the reception, President Tsai conferred a posthumous medal upon Vistichal's predecessor, Yaroslav Kubera. The late speaker had planned to come to Taiwan this year, but died of cardiac arrest before he could make the trip. Vistichal led his delegation to the presidential office on Thursday. President Tsai greeted her guests while maintaining the proper social distance. She also conferred a medal, the Order of Propitious Clouds with Special Grand Cordon, in honor of the late Czech Senate President Kubera. Former Senate Speaker Kubera was a good friend of Taiwan. He made a great effort to further relations between Taiwan and the Czech Republic. We feel deep sorrow over his passing. This ceremony to confer the special grand cordon to him is not just to show our highest respects to former Senate Speaker Kubera. We also hope to demonstrate to all our guests here our determination to continue the friendship between Taiwan and the Czech Republic and our resolve to uphold the democratic values both our countries share. I appreciate your recognition of my husband, and I thank you and Mr. Vistrachil for accepting this award into his own hands. I wanted to support you on your path to independence, democracy, and freedom. The wife of the late Senate Speaker Vera Kuverova spoke at the event in a pre-recorded message. She thanked Taiwan for posthumously presenting the award to her husband. Before his sudden death earlier this year, Kubero had planned to visit Taiwan. The plan was realized by his successor, Vistri Chil. During her meeting with his delegation, President Tsai hailed the exchanges between Taiwan and the Czech Republic. Senate President Vistri Chil said a few days ago, it's regrettable that a Czech speaker had not visited sooner. I would like to respond to that. The people of Taiwan don't mind that the visit came a little later. History tells us that truth and justice may arrive late, but they will always arrive. As long as we hold fast to our principles, one day the world will see Taiwan's contributions to democracy and freedom. Late Senate President Kubera was a great advocate for democracy. I believe he is watching us from heaven. I hope we won't disappoint him and I hope our actions set an example for other EU countries. I hope that in this regard we can compensate for our delayed visit. Lastly, please allow me to once again offer my gratitude for this honor presented to our late Senate President. The meeting ended with a gift exchange. Mr. Chill's wife presented Tsai with a crucifix necklace and a figurine of a guardian angel, a blessing upon Taiwan and its freedom and sovereignty. The president presented the delegation with gifts, including a totem artwork and a shawl made by Taiwan's indigenous people. The gifts symbolize courage and mutual encouragement as the two countries stride forward together on the path of freedom and democracy. The president of the Czech Senate went next to the foreign ministry, where he held a joint press conference with foreign minister Joseph Wu. Let's hear speak of Miloš Vystrčil responding to China's threat that he will pay a heavy price for visiting Taiwan. I believe that Taiwan is a free and democratic country. I believe that free and democratic countries have the right and obligation to cooperate with one another. This is why I have issued an invitation to the Speaker of Taiwan's Legislative Yuan, inviting him to lead a delegation to visit the Senate of the Czech Republic so that our two countries can continue our cooperation. 
Vistachel went on to emphasize that he had done nothing wrong. He said he did not feel he had infringed on the One China policy as the Czech Republic defines it. He said that China has its interpretation of the policy, but that other countries have the right to see it differently. Staying on the Czech visit, China Airlines' name is once again in the spotlight. A photo of a visiting Czech delegation next to a China Airlines plane is causing confusion overseas, a DPP lawmaker says. The photo produced a response from a Chinese spokeswoman who tweeted that it's ironic the delegation flew, in her words, China Airlines to one of China's provinces to undermine China's sovereignty. It's the Czech delegation's China Airlines flight to Taiwan. Upon landing last Saturday, they took a photo that's now featured on the Czech Senate's official website. Behind the group, the word China looms. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chunying pointed it out on Twitter, writing, The president of the Czech Senate took a China Airlines flight to one of China's provinces to sabotage China's sovereignty. Reacting to the tweet, DPP lawmaker Luo Zhizheng said a name change is long overdue for Taiwan's national carrier. When the Czech Senate speaker and the delegation arrived in Taiwan, international media published pictures showing them against a backdrop with an enormous China. It's as if they were promoting China. For Taiwan, using the name China Airlines is a negative, especially in terms of its international image, etc. All the credit goes to China. This sort of cost is harming our national interests. Changing a company's name could have a financial cost, but not changing it would be far more damaging to our national interests. Lawmakers say China Airlines should change its name to aid national interests to spell out Taiwan's distinction from China. Meanwhile, the mayor of Prague's Daniel Krib has taken to Facebook to clarify that China Airlines refers to Taiwan's official name, the Republic of China, which is not the People's Republic of China. Meanwhile, Czech Senator Lumira Schembrenner, who is part of the delegation visiting Taiwan, shared his opinions on China on Facebook. He posted a photo of a hotel door featuring a photo of Chinese leader Xi Jinping. The caption at the top says, This crook is not welcome in this room. In his Facebook post, the senator says, China's threats over our trip to Taiwan have received an answer on our hotel room's door. Is it on your door? Not on your door. <laughs> so why is it? Is it this, this door from uh, Mr. Bozhang. Oh, uh, one of your... Member business uh, delegation. Oh, so it's actually pasted on his door. Mm-hmm. In the face of China's barrage of threats over their visit to Taiwan, the senator's post is a clear message of defiance. The American Institute in Taiwan held a ceremony for Ghost Month at its headquarters on Wednesday, just like local Taiwanese firms and associations. Tables were loaded with offerings to deter evil spirits and decorated with symbols of both Taoism and Buddhism. The AIT even prepared paper money offerings made to look like US dollars and Japanese yen. Internet users have flocked to leave comments on photos of the ceremony posted to the AIT's Facebook page. Several lawmakers left behind comments too. One joked that the offering was a stimulus plan for the underworld. Another asked whether the currency issuance was approved by the Fed. The 2021 Times Higher Education World University Rankings are out. Jumping 23 spots to number 97, National Taiwan University has become Taiwan's first university to crack the top 100. NTU's president said on Thursday that his goal is to be among the top 50 by 2028. 
NTU is often said to be the country's premier institution. In the 2021 Times Higher Education World University rankings, NTU comes in at number 97, making the top 100 for the first time. NTU President Guan Zhongming held a press conference the day after the ranking was announced. The many efforts we have made and the research, teaching, internationalization and the recruitment for talent that were mentioned previously. These things are naturally reflected in the rankings. NTU hasn't always fared well in the Times Higher Education ranking. It fell 28 spots in 2016 to number 195 and slipped another three spots in 2017. At the top of the latest list is five-time title holder Oxford University, followed by Stanford, Harvard and the California Institute of Technology. The Times ranking primarily focuses on research and academic citations, which account for 60 percent of the total score. I believe the results of this international assessment reaffirms that NTU is at the top of Taiwan's higher education. It will be NTU's 100th anniversary in 2028. Our hope is that in 2028, NTU will be in the top 50. I've always thought that NTU is a good school, so this ranking is not really a surprise. It's lower than I expected. Students at NTU are all hardworking and capable. I think the ranking can be higher. Students at NTU profess confidence in their school. In addition to NTU, the Times Higher Education ranking also includes Taipei Medical University, National Tsinghua University, China Medical University, National Yangming University, and National Jiaotong University, which all made the top 600. The 2021 ranking includes a total of 38 universities in Taiwan. The Taiwan's Forestry Research Institute has won recognition for its collection of specimens of native species. Now ranked as one of the top 100 specimen collections in the world, its herbarium is home to hundreds of thousands of plants and insects. The institute welcomes visiting academics from around the world who are keen to learn from its wealth of resources. A researcher prepares specimens of insects and plants. The heat and humidity in the room have to be carefully controlled to preserve them in good condition. The Taiwan Forestry Research Institute's plant and insect collection has come in number 91 in a ranking of 3,324 specimen collections in the world. It's first time breaking into the top 100. Collections of insect and plant specimens represent biological diversity. Taiwan has a tiny surface area, but in the Asian region, or even worldwide, it does of course play a very important role. The Institute's herbarium currently plays home to 530,000 plant specimens, including 98% of Taiwan's more than 5,000 indigenous species. There are also 750,000 insect specimens, many of which are dragonflies, bees and owlet moths. The astounding collection attracts thousands of visitors a year from America, China, and Japan. Scholars enjoy exchanges with the Institute and swap about 3,000 species annually. I've collected 98% of Taiwan's indigenous species. It's very important where the last 2% are. So we want to get the public involved in this, to work with our colleagues, to find out where they can be collected. It's not just about collecting. It's also about preserving them and expanding to more species and regions so that these species don't die out. The Institute plans to work with Academia Sinica and the specimen collection at National Taiwan University to increase its holdings to 2 million specimens, harnessing new technology to preserve nature stories for future generations. 
Health Minister Tan Sedong has featured in a fashion photo shoot for the Asian edition of a men's lifestyle magazine. The high-profile head of the Central Epidemic Command Center also spoke to the mag about his views on life as well as COVID-19. Readers say the feature makes Chen seem more celebrity than public servant. Retro glasses with round frames, hands folded in front of the face, a solemn gaze. This is Chen's cover shoot for a major fashion magazine titled A New Hero for a New Age. The high contrast images show Chen with his chin in his hand, the other fist on the table, and a stoic look on his face as if stunned by a dilemma. A spontaneous look from behind a wall. Sunlight falls in a navy coat, Chen looks down. Backlighting gives the scene a tender feel. And here, Chen pairs dark trousers with a khaki trench coat. Viewers might mistake him for a Korean model or a Japanese film director. It's not how he normally looks, but he looks good. It's like a photo of a Korean TV star, not like Minister Shi Zhong, like a businessman in a Korean drama. It's pretty fashionable, not much like a traditional official. In the interview, Chen shared that the two most unforgettable moments of the pandemic so far for him was a safe landing of the superstar Aquarius cruise liner and a charter flight bringing Taiwanese home from Wuhan. To his critics, he says he will listen carefully to their feedback and examine his policies carefully. Those really are not my clothes. I think some of them are rather expensive. But I could feel how, as the saying goes, the tailor makes the man. Asked at the CECC briefing about his magazine feature, Chen seems slightly bashful. But he served as a model before, helping the tourism bureau promote local products from around Taiwan by wearing floral shirts and wooden clogs. This week, Taiwan convened a two-day anti-human trafficking workshop. It brought together government and business representatives, as well as American Institute in Taiwan director Brent Christiansen. Christiansen lauded Taiwan's ongoing progress. In the U.S. State Department's Trafficking in Persons report released in June, Taiwan was ranked a Tier 1 country for an 11th consecutive year. We were pleased the U.S. Department of State ranked Taiwan Tier 1 for the 11th consecutive year in the 2020 Trafficking in Persons report. Tier 1 is the U.S.'s highest ranking, though it doesn't mean Taiwan has stamped out all human trafficking crimes. But for over a decade, Taiwan has been a regional leader in the fight against trafficking and a true model for what other countries in the region and beyond. In 2019, Taiwan made significant improvements to its anti-trafficking interagency coordination, rolled out new policy initiatives intended to streamline investigations, continue to carry out oversight of vulnerable labor recruitment channels, and increase inspections into potential cases of forced labor within its vast fishing fleet. The Ministry of the Interior held an international workshop on ways to make more progress on ending human trafficking. Working conditions for fishermen are at the top of Taiwan's agenda for 2021 to 2022. 
The National Human Rights Commission has discussed this topic many times. On the Executive Yuan's interministerial platform, we list fishermen's issues as the most important issue. Every time we have talks, our priority is to improve the working conditions of fishermen and address human rights issues of ship crews. This is something we've been working hard on for many years. At this year's workshop, the biggest goal is to establish cooperation with the private sector. So today, we've invited business representatives to join us. The Ministry of the Interior hopes that through cooperation between the government, private sector, and the international community, Taiwan can bring an end to human trafficking. For most news, Stephanie Yang, Huang Pinghan in Taipei. One Sound Orchestra has kicked off preparations for its 2021 New Year's concert. Music director Li Zhiyi, FTV president Wang Mingyu, and Acer founder Stan Shi met to talk details at FTV's headquarters on Thursday. Making arrangements could be more challenging this year due to the pandemic. Organizers are inviting flutist Jasmine Choi to perform the music of her native South Korea. The concert will be broadcast live on television and online.